Mr. Roger O'Gorman here at a quite a nice event to, to start a, a visit. Tell us what you thought of the crew at the drum. I'm delighted to be here at the drum today, uh, launching their new uh, tech area, um, a range of new um, uh, di- digital digital services, 3D printers for young people here. Uh, we know young people have a really broad range of interests from sport to digital to music. Uh, and in the drum, um, uh, for OIGA provide, uh, I suppose, those outlets for young people. Uh, it's an absolutely fantastic service here, as I was saying in my speech, right in the centre of Kilke- Kilkenny City, uh, showing the importance that Foroiga and that Kilkenny uh, County Council place on giving young people a really prominent space uh, is that's, that's so accessible for young people all over the city. And you, in fact, shared some of your own youthful memories of visiting Kilkenny. Yeah, absolutely. My uncle lived in Kilkenny for about 25 years. So um, I used to come down here. I'd be packed off on the on the train down from uh, from Houston. Uh, and sure, I, I, to be honest, I, I would have known Kilkenny as a city long before uh, I, I knew Dublin as a city because yeah. uh, we'd just, uh, just be down here with, with family uh, a lot of the time over the summers. Glad to get the chance to speak with you, Minister, because obviously um, those who are under international protection and also people from Ukraine, there's been something of a, a storm, I suppose, brewing in terms of communication to communities. What would you say to people who are hitting out and saying, please just tell us what's going on? Well, as you know, our department are uh, meeting the needs of people uh, fleeing to Ireland from Ukraine and people fleeing in the international protection process. Um, we've had to deal with very significant numbers over the last two years. Uh, when I came to office, we were accommodating about 8,000 people. Now we're accommodating about 100,000 people. So we've had to scale up hugely in a short period of time um, and when we're opening new accommodation we try and get the information out to um, elected reps so TDs, senators and councillors as quickly as possible hasn't always gotten it out as quickly as we'd like um, and sometimes what we need to use a particular accommodation centre for changes uh, and we had to make a change particularly in a, a location in uh, Carlo Town uh, a number of weeks ago it was at, uh, it was an urgent change it was a change necessitated by the fact that we had significantly more families and significantly more uh, female applica- uh, uh, international protection applicants arrive in Ireland over the uh, Christmas period and as a department, we have to make calls and we have to say we have a certain amount of accommodation and if we don't allocate it to these groups, there's no accommodation for them. And that was the situation that happened in Carlo. So uh, a site uh, accommodation that originally would have been planned for male international protection applicants had to be changed quite quickly for families and female international protection applicants. Some might have thought or might have even claimed that the protests that took place outside that building led to that change. It didn't. It was an operational decision. It was our need at the time. Um, You know, we faced you know, protests all over the country in terms of the provision of accommodation, primarily when it comes to international protection applicants. And, and we've gone on and we've opened, uh, we, we've opened centres uh, and, and provided that accommodation. So the situation in Carlo and, and, and similarly in, 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 in Mayo uh, that weekend was our need was for accommodation for families, for uh, uh, female international protection applicants. And that's who's being accommodated right now in, in the, uh, the Caption Centre in Carlo. We touched on the communication to communities. Indeed, your colleague, uh, Housing Minister Darrell O'Brien, last week had said that government would look at areas that maybe um, communication could be better improved. But how, in a really realistic sense, can we see that unfold or what can we expect? 
Well, we can uh, expect getting accurate information out to um, local representatives um, as quickly as we can. Um, And, you know, we've put in place a resource in the department. It's been in place there since August. It's actually worked really well. Um, And, you know, I'd speak to a lot of deputies and councillors say, look, we got in touch, we got the briefing, we got the phone call, we came back with some questions, we got the answers. But we're also still, uh, you know, responding to needs that that are are urgent and can change. So as I said, we thought we had a particular need coming into the Christmas period for more accommodation for for male applicants. That changed over Christmas and we have to be responsive as well because ultimately we are dealing with the accommodation needs of some very vulnerable people and sometimes you have to change the plan that you originally had. I think we have about 330 people under international protection across Carlow and Kilkenny in each county of the Ukrainian population who've landed in Ireland since the conflict broke out there. How many more people can we bring into our communities? Like the services are under strain in some areas. What can we do to ensure the people that come to this country are looked after while also looking after our own? Well, as you know, we've always been very clear in terms of the provision of accommodation in no way interferes with the delivery of the Housing for All plan, the government plan to provide more social housing, more affordable housing and more affordable rental. And that was a very clear decision we've made at the start of this crisis and one that uh, that, 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 that continues to apply. As you know, we've also made changes in terms of our offering to Ukrainians coming to Ireland. Uh, and we've seen in the last number of weeks a very significant decrease in the number of Ukrainians seeking temporary protection uh, here in uh, here in Ireland. But we do have, you know, we've, we've legal ob- obligations, but we also have moral obligations as well. And people fleeing from Ireland, from, to, to Ireland, from, uh, from Afghanistan, from, uh, from, from Syria, from age, areas of, of, of real, very vicious conflict. Um, I think by and large, Irish people want to make sure we can provide help, want to make sure we can provide support. Um, and it is that role of government to make sure that we can continue to provide that accommodation and provide the supports uh, behind it. But finally, and just the final point, we also have to think of the longer term. Uh, and that's why in the next number of weeks, I'll be bringing a new proposal to government in terms of how we can have more state-owned accommodation, where the state has much better control uh, 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 over the accommodation, it's better value for the state and we've also better control on the costs as well. Is that in reference to the six hubs and if so or even if not, um, is one of those hubs planned for Carlow or Kilkenny area? Well, we've, no, um, we, we've no map of locations uh, as yet. We will be looking to bring it forward though more state-owned accommodation and I think that will allow us plan much better uh, and make sure that we can um, link where people are being accommodated with the necessary services.